We're talking about the need to protect your data again. Welcome back to Textination. I'm Fred Fishkin. Joining us is J.G. Hefcock, manager of Retrospect, a store-centric company. Thanks for taking the time, J.G. Thanks very much, Fred. It's great to be here. Well, let's start out with a little background about the company for folks who may not be familiar with you. Uh, you've been with us before. The background and, and why the need to backup data is really more important than ever. Well, absolutely. So uh, Retrospect started over 25 years ago. Um, we went through a long history where we ran as dance development and then that was acquired by EMC. And then from there we went to Sonic Roxio, and then we went out on our own and we were on our own as Retrospect Incorporated for over seven years. And two years ago, just about, we were acquired by StoreCentric. StoreCentric is uh, from the name, a storage focused company. They had started with Drobo and then acquired Nexan and then ourselves and have more recently acquired Vexata and Violin. So the storage portfolio that goes all the way down from the prosumer SMB all the way up to the high end of enterprise. So retrospect, I'm sorry, go ahead, Fred. Go, go ahead, continue on. Yeah, and so retrospect, uh, being a small, medium business focus, that is our core core uh, target, uh, very much like with Drobo, right? And uh, you asked about why is backup even more important today? And I think really everyone uh, sees the news, the headlines about ransomware, about people having uh, you know, not just accidents and, and, and things that go wrong unintentionally, but where things go wrong, where people did something and they shouldn't have, right? And so backup is, if anything, even more important than it's ever been. And you're announcing some new versions. That's what we're here for. So let's uh, step through what this is all about. Absolutely. So we are coming out with version 18. Version 18, that is both for the Mac and for Windows platforms. Retrospect is a heterogeneous backup solution, meaning that we back up whether you're Mac or your Windows, or you have uh, an environment that has both. Even if you have Linux clients, we can back all those things up. Um, in fact, that I would say is one of the things that makes uh, Retrospect kind of its hallmark is that it does complete endpoint protection. Aside from backing up desktops and laptops, we also can back up your email. We can back up if you're running servers or SQL or Exchange. Uh, and in fact, actually with version 18, one of the things that we're backing up now is the cloud. So this is a bit of a difference for us. Uh, in prior versions, we could access the cloud and use it as a target, right? And that makes sense. People want to back up offsite. One of the, the cardinal tenets of backup is what they call the three, two, one rule, where you, you have three different copies, two of them on different places, and at least one of them being offsite. Now that offsite could be uh, a spare hard drive that you carry around and, and put underneath your bed at night or more, you know, reliably and predictably it could be on the tape. And now of course, onto cloud. Cloud's a very easy solution. You don't have to, to, to fool around with, with moving things or, or making sure that, that, uh, the, that the admin, you know, had the right tape in the drive at the right time. It's just always there. It also is a wonderful thing from a ransomware perspective because it both has this air gap, right? Where it's not like that, that someone can just trawl through your computer and have access to your cloud account. They have to get those cloud credentials. But even if they could get your cloud credentials, one of the new features that Retrospect version 18 is coming out with is object locking support. Now, this is something that is built into 
the cloud service providers already. So I, I don't want to try and kid anyone and say, oh, you couldn't have done this without Retrospect. It's just that Retrospect is going to make this much easier and it's going to work with that, that system. And so to go into that a little more detail, these cloud service providers and the people I'm talking about, by the way, are people like Amazon, AWS, but also Google, as well as Microsoft Azure. But newcomers like Wasabi and Backblaze, those also support this. So what this object locking does is you can think of it as like versioning if you do source control, where when you put a file onto the cloud, that version is kept for whatever period of retention uh, you have set up. If you say, I want to keep it for a week, it makes sure that no one can change that, not the service provider, not you, not someone who's not got your best wishes at heart. No one can change those files. It could be seven days, it could be a month, it could be a year, it could be 10 years. The, that file is immutable, unchangeable for that period of time. So that's something that the cloud service provider already has. Um, however, setting that up can be tricky. Um, you, you have to kind of know what you're doing. You have to really kind of plan it out. As we were going through trying to develop this, we ran into a number of sort of gotchas that was like, it, I can imagine that if you aren't a specialist in this, it can be very challenging. Moreover, does it work with your backup software? So Retrospect now can do that for you. And so it's just a checkbox for us. You say, yes, I would like for my backup sets to have this immutable characteristic and I want them to last for whatever period of time. We set that policy up. And then when we know that you're running out of that time, when you, you, you've been backing up for say a month, right? And your immutable policy was a month. Well, what will happen with those older backups? Um, Again, if it's just a regular backup program, it won't know anything about it and it will just continue on thinking everything's great, but that, that period of coverage is gone. This is important because most backup software and retrospect in particular, doesn't just keep copying the same files over and over again. It says, no, I copied them once. I'm not gonna copy them again. That's just waste space, it takes up too much time. So it says, no, oh, they're great. Well, we know, hey, no, those files, they're no longer protected anymore because they're out of this immutable range you told us about. So we're gonna transfer those inside the cloud to make them immutable again, again, to keep that, that period of time, that immutable range continuing to roll forward. Is all that making sense? Sure, now in terms of the, the kinds of customers that you have, you, you mentioned you have a range. Step us through the different customers and the different products, different levels that, that you have for them. Oh, thanks, that's a great question. So, so retrospect, uh, we have a product called Solo that can back up literally one endpoint, one machine, one, one laptop, one server, whatever the case may be. This actually gets used a lot in a distributed work environment, by the way, because Retrospect, who happens to be distributed, meaning that our, our people, we don't have a, a brick and mortar outfit anymore, right? Our, our people are scattered around the globe. Uh, I've got one salesperson up in Portland. He's using a copy of Solo and it's backing up to a local NAS but it can also back up to the cloud again. So that's, that would be totally fine. If he was just a, a, a single person uh, company, that, that would be great for him. We also have something called desktop. Desktop can back up up to six endpoints. And so that fits more my, my environment, my house. My, I've, I'm, I, I work out of my house here, uh, like so many of us nowadays. And uh, I have though, however, for a long time. So I'm, I've, I've done it before it was cool. Um, and for me, I'm needing to back up my laptop. I've got a server over here in the corner. I've got my wife's machine, my, my mother-in-law's, my, my daughter's. These all need to be backed up and they can be backed up by one copy of Retrospect. Now, 
then this just keeps on going up into the server levels where you get to any number of endpoints, right? If you had, again, a brick and mortar place and you're wanting to back up 300 different servers, we have people who do that. Um, I will say that while I said that our, our, our customers are small, medium businesses, and again, doctor's offices, lawyer's offices, you know, somewhere around 50 people, that's very much the, 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 the common target. But we do have people like NASA and um, I'm blanking on some of the names and a lot of other enterprise type companies that do use us. It is more in a department focus. So in NASA, it's the Hubble Space Telescope group, right? And so all the data that is being recorded up there is being backed up via retrospect, so. Important stuff and, and trust is obviously a big, big deal when it comes to those kinds of customers. It's a good point. And so one of the things that retrospect uh, is our, our motto is that you, the customer, need to own your data. And, and what I mean by that is that a number of backup service providers, you're renting your backups, right? You, you're entrusting, just as you say, you're entrusting them to do it, but they really do have the, the, the keys and they could unlock that. They could decide to get out of the business and then you don't have any way of accessing that data anymore. Um, with retrospect, uh, that's not the way it works. You, you have the, the backup. So for example, the encryption is done by, when I say it's done by yourself, Richwick will do the encryption, but you're gonna know the password. And if you are storing your data up onto a cloud service provider, that cloud service provider could not encrypt, unencrypt that data, right? So that's very important for us. Oh, and, and one, Go ahead. one last thing about the uh, owning your data. So let's say for example, that you are using a cloud service provider and that either the cloud service provider business model changes or they decide to get out of the business, or they changing their prices and it's no longer making sense for you. With retrospect, you could just transfer that data without having to back it up again, mind you. You could just transfer that data to another cloud service provider, or even back down to an on-prem solution, you know, a local NAS, if that's what you wanted to do. So what are some of the other key differentiators between retrospect and, and the many competitors that are out there? Uh, that is a great question. And so one of them, I think, is the reporting. Um, Retrospect has a lot of reports that you can run to see this. Um, one of the ways that we have tried to make all the reports accessible is by having something called console.retrospect.com. So this is a website that we, we've hosted, and you can create an account for free and tell your backup server, hey, I just want you to send the analytic data, the monitoring data, up to console.retrospect.com. And then you can see it anywhere. You can see it on your phone. You can see it via email. You can get email reports with the same uh, format. And we've added a number of backup reports in this release to try and drill into things like anti-ransomware protection. Meaning that, for example, as one, as one case, you wanna see all your sources and you wanna see they're all in policy. And if they fall out of policy, they haven't been backed up in say seven days, something's going on. Let's tell you what's going on with that. But let's say, for example, that you've been backing up, uh, uh, you know, uh, Robert for 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 however long, and every day he gets five, six, seven percent of his of his sources getting copied over. That's all great. Then one day, all of a sudden, it's eighty percent. That that's a very unusual case. That's a sign that perhaps ransomware is going on right now, and that his his data is being encrypted without his knowledge. And so you will get an alert right then in the backup report, which again you can see online. So many big names, and the, the pipeline is just one that comes to mind because it's so recent, mm -hmm. have been victimized by these ransomware attacks, whether it's hospitals, other organizations. Mm 
And the perception the public probably has is that, well, there's really not much you can do, I guess, if, if they decide to attack you. Is there real protection against this? Uh, I mean, could this have prevented what we saw earlier this month? I think so. And, and in fact, uh, Colonial Pipeline is a, a great, uh, unfortunately, uh, a great uh, negative case. They actually ended up getting their data back through backups, through system backups. Uh, but they ended up paying $5 million um, to try and get these unencryption keys, uh, these unencryption tools from the hackers uh, because they didn't really trust their backups, right? And they the, obviously doing the restore, they considered that to be too painful. And therefore they really didn't, they, they didn't value their stuff, their, their backup strategy, $5 million worth, right? So, so that is, I think, the thing. Uh, you know, you want to have whether you're trying to protect your house, your car, or your data, you want to have a layered approach. So you want to educate your employees because that's, a, you know, the first line of defense, right? So don't click on things. Don't just open up stuff. If you get an email that says, hey, I need you to, to, to do something, and that's kind of, you know, you can tell as a security situation, whether it's to log in somebody, to, to, to send them some money, whatever the case may be, to run some program, don't do that. Uh, but then you've got antivirusware, and that's great. Of course, the problem is that ransomware and, vi and viruses in general continue to evolve, and so you're always out of date. And therefore, the third line of the defense is, again, backup. And so you want to make sure that you have a backup policy. And, and maybe it's actually better to say you want to make sure you have a restore policy, right? I have talked to a lot of people who have a backup strategy. Oh yeah, I back up my stuff and I put it on this drive and, and so forth. And I'm like, okay, great. Now let's, let's imagine a scenario. Let's imagine that all of these drives, all these things that I can see locally are gone. Maybe somebody came in, they stole them. Maybe you had a fire or flood, whatever the case may be. Tell me how you're going to get everything back. And you get a lot of blank stares. And it's like, well, that would be really bad for me because I don't know. And, and so you want to know how you're going to do it. Right. You want to know what your restore plan is. And you're making it easier for people to to go through that process. Absolutely. Um, and again, that's a layered process. One of the things that Retrospect does and has done forever, by the way, when you're doing a backup, um, the old school way was it, it, it was almost like making a copy. You just take your, your stuff and you put it on the tape and you just keep doing that over and over again. And Retrospect doesn't just do that. We, we create a catalog. So we will know where all your files are. Again, going back to monitoring, being able to report on what you're doing. Well, let's say that catalog is destroyed because again, that's typically kept locally. Let's say that you've, you've lost everything except for what is up in your cloud. Right, and that's a true disaster recovery situation. That's going to be painful, and there's no there's no question of it because of time. However, the key is to at least know what to do and to go. Yep, it's just a matter of getting the data back from the cloud. And the first step is Retrospect can go and recreate catalogs from the backups that's already done before. Can walk you through. You can see all the data that's there. You can pick out files. You can decide to do. Okay, I'm going to restore this first, this second. You can set up a whole plan of attack there. And one of the things with version 18 is Retrospect can be a complicated program. It's been around for, I mean, it's version 18. It's got a lot of features. And so it can be a bit overwhelming for new users. And so one of the things we've done with version 18 is to simplify the onboarding getting started process. So again, trying to make it fast and easy 
and yet stay in control of your data. Terrific. Well, tell us where pricing starts and where people can go for more info and, and maybe to get started. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to bring up my slide so I, I get my numbers right here. Um, the, the low end, buying a copy of Solo could be as little as $3 a month. We have subscription prices where you can just pay by the month or you can buy a perpetual license. It's good for as long as you live. Uh, the, the perpetual license for Solo is $49. And again, that backs up one machine, one computer, one, one laptop, one, 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 back, one backup machine. So then you go up to desktop, that's $9 a month or I'm gonna round it off. It's $160 a perpetual license. And again, that's protecting six machines. You've got single server, that's $50 a month or $800 for a perpetual license. And again, that can back up one server for either a Windows server or just whatever your file server may be and 20 different other endpoints. These endpoints, by the way, don't have to be locally connected. So Retrospect can back up over the internet. So again, in my case, let's say that I was running more of the infrastructure of, of the Retrospect business and I wanted to back up, well, and we have this happening already, I wanted to back up people, uh, my daughter in Portland, right? She's in college and she, she doesn't have any infrastructure over there. Well, I can back her up over the internet where we will establish a secure connection. There'll be this handshake to know, to make sure that everybody knows who they are. And then I can actually back up her data over to my machine here in my house. And I didn't require any special networking to be done, right? There was no firewalls to set up or anything like that. And so something like single server can do that, right? It can back up to 20 endpoints. And then you finally get up to multi-server, $150 a month. It can back up 150 servers. Again, those servers could be SQL or Exchange databases. Those could be anything really under the sun and, uh, and any, any number of endpoints. Although you pretty much, you top out after 300, but we have had people use as many as 700 uh, machines backing up to a single copy of Retrospect. Well, great information, uh, JG. We really appreciate it. For more info, folks can head to retrospect.com. That's the best place. That is, absolutely. JG Hethcock, thank you for taking the time with us. Thank you so much, Fred. Now this. It takes a lot of listening to build a better radio, and that's just what the folks at Sea Crane have done. Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California, have made a habit of listening to their customers. And that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB, the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand, without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion. But it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions too. Beyond all of that, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC Skywave SSB. Click on the link at textonation.com.